0: Welcome to Charmaine Wilson, the Australian Medium Podcast. Good morning and welcome to my podcast. Today is Sunday Soul Sessions and today we're going to be talking about animals and spirit because everybody misses their lovely furry friends, don't they? So today I thought, um, I've got a lot of emails about this. Now, First of all, I just want to tell you guys that even though I do readings, I do not profess to be an animal communicator or someone that focuses on bringing animals through mediumship readings, okay? That is not my goal. Now, but on saying that, I do bring a lot of animals through, but I do not um, focus on them. So, This is straight away for anyone who's thinking, oh, sorry, you can't book readings with me anymore. But if you were coming for reading, just as long as you know that booking me for animal communication is not the go. It's not what I focus on. I focus on human spirits only in my readings. So anyway, but I want to talk about this. So I believe that um, some of our animal spirits are basically um, in our soul group. And I really, truly do believe that. I believe that they may get this is just my beliefs and and you can like it or or not but I feel like that um, some of them reincarnate many times and become animals um um to us as companions or familiars if you like okay so so do do, do animals go to the other side and do we meet them that is one hell of a big yes I have had a lot of evidence in my readings where people have actually told me and described the animals that have met them, and they are usually a much loved family pet that could have been lost anywhere from one year ago to 30 years ago. And quite often, um, people are quite surprised that that is the animal pet that came to greet their their, their their human spirit. Okay, so it is a given to me that our pets will meet us in spirit. Now, um, I I get, I I don't get, uh, as I said, I don't do readings for this, but I've had a lot of type of evidence myself, which I want to share with you today because I think that it's important, okay? So I've lost a lot of animals. Of course I have because I am an animal lover. I don't just have domestic animals. I feed wild birds. I have donkeys. Um, She's just this last week. I, um, we've got a very um, an old king parrot, and she can no longer fly. She's not sick; she's just losing her feathers. So we've set up a little nesting box up there in the tree, and we've got bird rings, uh, bird seed things there for her as well, because um, we know she's going to have a cold winter. So we're hoping that she gets into the box. So I am a, a, a massive animal lover. Um, just more recently, um, a, a feral Burmese cat has come upon our house he was actually killing my beloved birds Um, so I started to feed him to stop him from killing the birds and next minute the thing is on my bed sleeping and pretty soon a full time in time inside cat but you know it's a feral Burmese I mean how do you get a feral Burmese I mean I live on 40 acres in the bush but there he is feral Burmese name is Myron now so, you know, so I, I type of like, I tend to attract animals too. I'm the type of person that goes to a party and the dog always finds me. I'm that person. I'm the person who goes smelling beautiful and ends up smelling like the old dog in the corner because I can't stop patting them when they don't leave me alone either. So, you know, so I, I've had a great affinity with animals. Now, I want to tell you some of my experiences that I have had. Um, I have, now, As I said, I've done multiple readings where animals have come through with the human counterparts usually the animals have either arrived after the death of the human or they have arrived prior to the death of the human and there is nothing more wonderful when you see say a mother and father have come to to you know to see get a reading with their son and next minute um the furry friend that passed just a few months after the son is making an appearance it makes him so happy to know that their son has their little mate back. And it makes me happy too, to be quite frank with you. Um, now, um, as I said, I have had a lot of animals, so I have lost a lot of animals. I'm going to tell you some of my experiences that I've had where I have, um, you know, um, that where I feel, I feel. Now, this is Sunday Soul Session, so this is all about beliefs and things, okay? So these are my beliefs. So I've had a couple of dreams. So one, one. So I'll give you some stories. I had a couple of cattle dogs that I had for many, many, many years. Um, one was Jessie and her daughter, um, Trixie, which, yes, was a mistake, keeping the mother and daughter duo. I know that now. But anyway, I had I had them for many, many years. Um, now, one time, now Jessie was petrified of storms, absolutely petrified. Now, this particular day, I had to go and do a radio show um, at, at um, the Gold Coast. And it was night time. And I remember my daughter Molly would just start to learn to drive. So she, can I drive you down? Can I drive you down? So she, <laughs> much to my poor old heart, she drove me down. Um, anyhow, we went and did this thing. When we come back, Jessie was missing. Uh, there had been a humongous storm, and she was missing. And it, it, I looked for her so much. We drove up and down the streets, we drove up and down the highway, we went everywhere, we went to every single house, um, we rang up every single vet. I looked for that dog for three friggin' months and I never found her. I could not find Jessie. Anyway, um, unbeknownst to me, I was soon to leave that house. Um, But anyway, I still hadn't found Jessie. And about three months before I left this house, I had a dream. And in the dream, I was at my mother's house. And my mother had passed by then. And she said to me, um, she said, Charmaine, I want you to look under the couch so I looked, lifted up the couch uh, that there was a cloth over it and out came Jessie. And I truly believe that it was my mother's way of letting me know that she had been killed somehow, but I just hadn't been able to locate her body, which really made me a bit sad. But at least I knew that she was okay and that she was with my my spirit people, my mum in particular. Now, living in that same house and not long after that dream, my I, I had to go on to, it was my very first tour. And, um, and I didn't make much, uh, that that, that wasn't my very first tour, it was probably my second tour, my first tour, my first tour, my cat got bitten by a brown snake and I remember that tour, I made a total, a total amount of $1,200 for like five shows or something crazy like that and the cat cost me $900 to stop it, save its life because it got bitten by a brown snake, (laughs) animals. But anyway, I called him the golden Ass cat from then on. I called him G.A. Cat. Um, but anyway, so that was fine. But then what happened after that, I had to go on to another tour. And I had someone looking after the cat, but he didn't like men, this cat. And when this fella came in to look after the cat, my cat just took off. And um, and his name was Itty Bitty. And I never saw Itty Bitty again. And I I was Devastated. I looked everywhere for Itty Biddy and once again I couldn't find him. My landlord even had a cat that looked right like him because my landlord lived on the next property and he bought this bloody cat up and it was the wrong cat, but so close. So anyway, um once again I and, and then I had to leave the house and I was devastated because I was looking everywhere and I'm thinking, what if he comes home? I'm not living there anymore. And about three weeks after I had the dream and this dream was my daughter. Oh my God, Crystal, my daughter. Once again, we were at mum's house and mum had a caravan in the backyard that I used to stay in because she had a small house. And my daughter was at this caravan and she opened the door. She says, hey, mummy, here's Biddy. And she opened the door and out came Biddy. And I can't tell you, I can't tell you how much joy it gave me to know that she was with my little girl because my little girl loved animals so much. So much she loved animals. So that was another cat. In my opinion that yes, had somehow reached heaven sadly, and I hadn't been able to find her body, but she had been retrie- retrieved by my spirit folk, definitely in their heavenland, um, which looks a lot like my mum's house, <laughs> which is weird. But anyway, that's how it looks. Now we're going to fast forward a little while. Now I did have another dog, Trixie. Um Trixie was the other cattle dog. She lived to a ripe old age of 16 and she ended up having a glorious life. She ended up, um, we ended up getting, she just ended up having a lovely life and she lived until 16 and then one day her hips gave out and that was the end of tricks, unfortunately. We had to take her in and get her put down, unfortunately. Um, And her and I, we locked eyes right till the end and I could just feel her thanking me for the last oh, 16 years that I had that bloody dog. At that point, it was a quarter of my a third of my life that I'd had that dog. So it was a big hit. I still think about her, uh, but I haven't had any signs from her as such. I have never been able to figure out that. But my next dog, my bulldog. Now, I also had another bulldog and his name was George. So I want to talk about George and the day that George left a little bit sad again, sorry guys, but you know, animal deaths are very, very sad. Um, All deaths are sad, but like, you know, animal lovers, we get, oh, we have so much empathy for animals, don't we? Particularly when humans have to let us down a little bit. Anyway, I'm going off track. So anyway, so my other, my bulldog George, now he actually passed before Trixie. Now George had belonged to both Redman and I. Um Redmond and I had um gotten him when he was a puppy of Redmond's brother Raymond, Raymond had bred him. George was a white bulldog and he was oh he he was a lovely little dog. He was ball mad. He loved balls that dog. Anyhow, um when Redmond and I had separated, um we decided to have shared custody of George because we both loved him equally. Anyway, so we had this type of shared custody thing going on. Anyway, and the last thing I remember, um, Reb Evers said to me, he, I, I spoke to him twice and he said to me, I'm going to come and get George. And I said, yeah, no, nah, you're not. <laughs> we had a little bit of a, you know, disagreement over that. And then he rang me again, ask me a few days after that, if I could, if he could have some money. And at that particular time, I didn't have any money to give him. So I said, no, you can't because I don't have any money to give you. Anyway, so then Redmond passed away. Redmond passed away on the 29th of November, um, 2008. Unfortunately, he took his own life. Um, unfortunately, right after the phone call asking me for money. You know, there's a lot of things that go on with suicide. We'll talk about that one day. But anyway, so, so I had George. Anyway, 27 days after Redmond took his own life, George had a heart attack and died. And... It was actually Boxing Day. It was Boxing Day that he – no, was it Boxing Day? Was it Boxing Day? Yeah, it was Boxing Day. He died on Boxing Day. Um, but it was exactly 27 days after Redmond passed away and he had a heart attack. Bulldogs are known for that. So, you know, um, and he was eight years old and bulldogs lived from eight to ten and they tend to have bad hearts. So that's what took George. Anyway, now we were – I was my eyes out. I was just so upset. He passed around 10 o'clock in the night um and we were having a bit of a Christmas party but I was keeping a close eye on him um you know none of the vets were open I knew he was poorly but I thought you know well the vets will be open tomorrow it's the 27th I'll just take him in tomorrow but yeah I was too late and you know it's a you know I should I what do you do what do you do everyone's drinking it's a Christmas party and there's no and the closest vet at that time I think the only open vet was probably about an hour away because of the holiday anyhow So, George passes away and we've devoured, we've put him in a towel over him, we're going to sort him out, you know. And can you believe it? 40 minutes, about 20 minutes after George passes away. Now, before I go any further, my luckiest number is orange. My colour is orange. Orange is my luckiest colour. Little secret I always wear orange knickers on stage because they're lucky, okay? There's another story behind that I'll tell another day on on Mediumship Monday. But there is a reason I wear orange knickers. That's because they're lucky. Um, anyhow, um, so so what ended up happening was um, twenty minutes after George died, I swear blind. Now no one else saw it, but probably because they're not a medium. A big orange glow filled the the backyard. It was it was huge. It was just orange. And I'm saying to I'm saying to Pat, Pat, can you see that? Can you? see? And he's saying, Well, see what? I was, this bloody orange glow. Anyway, and in my heart, I thought Reb, he's come to get the dog. He's come to get George. And I thought, yeah. Reb's come to get George. Now, can you believe 10 minutes after that, bearing in mind that this is Boxing Day and Rebman's brother, Raymond, rings, the very person who bred the dog, George. He rings up and he says he was drunk and he started singing Merry Christmas to me. And I'm having to stop him and saying, gosh, Raymond, George just died. He said, what? And we all burst into tears again. But it was like Redmond had collected George and gone and told his brother because that was so out of nature for Raymond to ring me. That was not a thing. That was not a thing for Raymond to ring me, particularly after his brother had suicided and it was a hard time for everybody. But Raymond and I have always got on. We still get on to this day. But, you know, that's just what happened. And that's because Redman came to collect him. So once again, I have evidence in my mind that Redman came to collect his dogs. So, yes, your dogs are collected. Then there's one more thing I want to talk about. And that was when my very, very beautiful Miller passed away. Now, after George passed away. Now, I, I do want to add this because it is about animals. So I'm going to add this. Redman and I continued to have a a strong relationship with him from the spirit world for a little while. Um, Since that's happened, he's got grandchildren now, so I don't hear from him so much. I figure he's hanging out with those grandkids. His granddaughter's a BMX champion, for God's sakes, at seven, eight years old. He would be so proud. I'm so pleased for him. I know that he would be so proud of his grandkids. But anyway, I don't have much contact with him. These days, I don't have many dreams of him like I used to. But what um, what happened was is after after um, George died, I I couldn't stand it because I just lost Reb, I just lost George. I wanted another bulldog. Now, anyone who knows about bulldogs knows they're bloody expensive, and yeah, and were a lot more expensive than we paid for George because George was a family family bulldog. So you know, it was a lot of money for this bulldog, and I didn't have a lot of money, but I made sure I found this money so. So we were looking at two kennels. We were looking at one kennel and that was called Brewery Dogs, named after like Beer Brewery. Um, and the other one was a, a dog from Dewan Dogs. Now, this was the, they were both males that we were looking at. The, the little fellow from Dewan Dogs had five toes. I remember that he had one extra toe. Anyway, so that night I had a dream. And in the dream, Redman came to me and he said, Prick, because he always called me Prick. And he said, Prick you have to go to doing Dogs. And I said, oh, okay, this is, a go- not, to the- excuse me, <coughs> Brewery, do- Brewery Dogs. He said, you have to go to Brewery Dogs. Go to Brewery Dogs. And I said, okay. So we went to Brewery Dogs and they had two males left and one little male just came straight out at us and he just comes straight to us. We thought, well, that's obviously him. He's, he likes us, we like him. And what was even cemented that, what even cemented that was we took my son around about two weeks later to visit because he was still a teeny puppy then and we couldn't pick him up until he was like nine weeks or whatever it was. Anyhow, so um, so we took our son around and as soon as that dog had our voice, he came running out to us and his name was Miller, okay? Miller was one of the coolest dogs I've ever had the pleasure of meeting, owning and loving, I have to tell you that. Um, he is an amazing animal. Well, was an amazing animal. He was just the coolest dog. I don't think I've ever had such a cool dog as Miller. I'm not sure. I can't even get another bulldog in fear that he won't be as beautiful as Miller. Um, uh, George was a beautiful dog, but Miller just outshone him. He was just spectacular. And um, anyway, so, as, so we went. So, so th- 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 now Redmond's second name was Robinson. I want you to keep that in mind. So when we finally went to pick up um, Miller, (laughs) when we finally went to pick him up on the date that we were allowed to pick him up on and we had to sign the contract because it's the contract when you buy a pedigree dog that you don't breed and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so we have a look at the name on the contract. Now, I already knew the woman's name was Charmaine, but I didn't know it was Charmaine Robinson, did I? (laughs) So, So Charmaine Robinson was the seller of Miller, the best dog in the world, Anyhow, um, so, and I'm just going to add to that, How an, I'll, I'll add to that um, um, a, again in a minute. But anyway, I just want to keep going with Miller for a second and I'm going to discuss Stella. Uh, but with Miller, what ended up happening when he passed away, now he did, he passed, bugger him, he did. But he lived till 12 years, which was two years longer than the average lifespan for a bulldog. So we had a good run with him. He was such a cool dog and we ended up having to get him put down, his kidneys went, he was just buggered. You know how they get buggered? It was a terrible, terrible time and I, I you know, I, I still miss that. I can't throw his bed away still. And then we passed on the 29th of July, 2021. I've still got his bed. I'm doing everything I tell people not to do, hanging on to stuff. I'm doing that. I'm going to have to do that one day, get rid of that bed. But anyway, um. so he died on the 29th of November, uh, sorry, the, excuse me, the Gosh, my date, the 14th of July. He died the 14th of July, sorry, 2021. I don't know where my dates are coming. Anyhow, when he passed away, I had a dream, another dream. Now, in this dream, I was walking along with a very snowy-haired blonde boy and tall, real tall. And, And I thought, I know you, but I don't know you. And then I knew who it was. It was my husband's brother, Brian, who had died. I thought, oh, it's you, Brian. And he said, yes, it is. And he was all shiny. And then he said, hey, look who's come to greet us. And it was Miller. And he had shaky butt and he was smiling and he looked like he was about three years old. He just looked so wonderful. And it was just such a real dream. And I woke up in tears because I realised for some reason my brother-in-law in spirit had claimed my dog, but it just made me so, so, so happy. So happy. Still a bit jealous they got him though. Bloody good dog. Bloody, bloody, best little mate ever. Anyhow, so I'm going to continue on um, with the Redman animal saga thing. So I told you Redman picked um, um, Miller, but he also picked Stella. I'm going to tell you how. So I always type of like, liked Shih Tzu's and I'm not sure why to this day I like Shih Tzu's, but I do. Um, <laughs> Stella has been a hard dog. She's been a, where Miller was a wonderful dog, Stella's been a bloody terrible dog. I admit that, but I love her. But oh my gosh, if she was a child, she's still here by the way. She is now um, going on to 14 years of age and in the sixth stage of dementia. Anyhow, so with Stella, so um, so once again, I said, oh, oh, oh I need a Shih Tzu <laughs> and we need to have bullshits. That was my stupid little thing I wanted to do. Anyway, so I'm looking for a Shih Tzu online and I see one. Now, can you believe, now where Redmond and I used to live was in a place called Plainlands, which is in Queensland um, and... And we lived on a street called Wheatley Court. Now the street over from there, I can't remember the name, but that's where Stella was. Was the street over? So she was the street over for where me and Reb used to live. But not only that, Rebman was a huge Ziggy Stardust like Ziggy Stardust fan. He loved David Bowie. We had a big whopping Ziggy Stardust poster in the house. Um, He loves that guy. He loved Bowie. Um, Anyhow. So anyway, so we go all the way. I think, Jesus I said, this is real close to where me and Reb used to live. i was saying about, you know, blah, 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 all the way up. Anyhow, when we got there and we signed the papers, oh, my God, her mother's name was Ooh La La and her daddy's name was Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I believe that Reb um, picked the animals for me for quite a while. And um, he picked well with Miller. He didn't pick well with Stella, just saying. But I do believe that the spirits do greet our animals. I do believe, uh, and, and the dreams I've had have, have proved it. I don't care what anyone says. This is Sunday Soul Sessions and this is what is in my soul. And I know that my animals have been greeted and met by my loved ones in spirit. I know that they are hanging around. I know that Miller is one of my soulmates. I know that with all of my heart. Um, and and, and, that, and that, that, that is where I am with animals. So if you have lost a furry mate, Please, please, please don't worry. They will be safe with your spirit family. And number two, do not discount the fact that they may come back again as another furry mate. It's just something that I've always totally believed and I'm not even against the fact, since it is Sunday Soul Sessions, that our human um, spirits just can't put a little energy into a cat or dog because you don't need as much energy to be a cat or dog as you do a human being. That takes a lot of energy. So that hasn't escaped my thoughts either. Um, And as I said, this is Sunday Soul Session. So this is just my thoughts. So I think that I know that our furry friends do get greeted by our spirit people and they do greet our spirit people. I've had enough evidence and readings and in my own experiences to confirm that So I hope that all of you out there whose heart's a little bit broken because of one of your furry mates being lost, just know that one day, one day when it's your turn to cross the great divide, beyond the veil, you are going to find them again and they're going to be there with their shaky butts or their waggy tails and they're going to say, hey, it's been a little while. How are you going? And that's what's going to happen. So I hope it helps you guys. Um, You have a wonderful day day she talks to angles oops angels (laughs) you'll come back now